The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back because it's time for the podcast. Hello, welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life episode 7, isn't it? Seven oh my god, we're smashing this out. I'm so glad that we've got mm. regular. Yeah, uh, how you doing, Rumaj? I'm good. Yeah, good. It's weird actually because we're doing double records, so like sort of limited news updates. Well, every other one mm. there'll be no banter between me and Rumaj mm. because uh, we've chatted already, haven't we? Yeah, is there anything happened since the last? Mm, don't think so. How's your wrist? Uh, yeah, still broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sweet. You're not feeling any twinges or anything like that. I'm getting little twinges every now and then. Does it hurt? Yeah. Like how bad? Because there's a pin rubbing the bone. But I mean, why does that sling thing help with a pin rubbing? Sometimes the bone? if I sort of move it awkwardly, it will right. cause. And you're right-handed, are you? Yeah. So how's that affecting your everyday life? <laughs> Shit, I didn't ask this in the last one. Uh, I've just said the only thing I've had to do is learn how to use a mouse with my left hand. Right. So it's useful. And how are you finding that? Loving it. Cool. So I think this has been the best opening <laughs> to the podcast so far. Always about my wrist for the yeah, next yeah. six weeks. <laughs> This is the bit where we introduce our guest. I am absolutely <laughs> delighted to introduce uh, the man, the legend, Mr. Scroobius Pip. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How do we describe you? What is your like sort of official title? Um, I don't know, just just have a good look and describe <laughs> describe <laughs> it. Hairy, just a, white, just, long. Just a good looking long. dude. Just a good looking, sexy long dude. dude. I'm a, a long individual. I like to describe myself as long. I don't feel tall, but I yeah. feel long. Yeah. Good. Long's good, man. Yeah. They, that's how they took, describe babies. Like when we had our first kid. Yeah, came out long. The midwife kept saying it's a really long one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That make you uncomfortable? Yeah, I didn't like it. Like, why are you describing yeah. my child in such a specific like way? Like it some. feels like livestock. Yeah. You know, like, do you know what I mean? It yeah. just sort of, yeah, it didn't yeah. feel right, man. It's like, it's not, my baby's not long. <laughs> Ugly, fine, but not long. Do you know what I mean? Have some respect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to say, um, y- your wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. It was bold of you that you, you, you thrust it out enthusiastically for a handshake as I arrived. And <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. a little bit, I f- it, it felt I had more discomfort than you had and in I shaking meant, it. I, I was just say like, anything, yeah. okay, I don't know. All right. Oh. Do you know the other thing about it is, is if you don't, because fir- is this the first time you two have met? Yes. Uh, I've, I've met you with David Earl. You came yes, with a challenge. Yeah, 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 with, yeah. Uh, oh, Paddy yeah, that, oh, that was wonderful. I'm what was this? What was this challenge show? We used to do with a comedian called Brian Gittins. Yeah. And uh, it's just very Oh, was this in Brighton? Yeah. We did did it in, you... No, we did it in Shepherd's Bush. Oh, we did it in Brighton and then we did it in Shepherd's Bush and it was... Brian Gittins, who's one of my favourites, just yeah. in general, slays me, tour, didn't he? and and Paddy Considine, who yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. obsessed with as well. So I just had the best night. Um, yeah. I was in a I was in a film with Paddy Considine. Oh, really? Yeah, really. I was. Uh, Paddy Considine, Drew Barrymore. Uh, they did a film called Miss You Already. They were it's filming just, it at the time that we did right. Challenged because so, he came and said that he'd been 
been doing some well. I don't know if you mentioned me, but we, I, I, right, he didn't. Right, well, I had a a small part. Yeah, I was a charity auctioneer. I had to do some banter. Typecasted again. Yeah, yeah. It's always a charity auctioneer (laughs) with me. Just fed up. When can ethnic minority actors get something that isn't a charity auctioneer? Man, I'm sick of it. Do you know what I mean? That's the wobble head and everything. But anyway, right, I, I did that. I was really happy, excited, and then I got an email later on saying that they they just cut it out. Uh, I think I'm appearing in the back of one of the scenes. Still got paid though. I had yeah. um, I had I had, had Brit Goldstein and 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 John Drever on my podcast to talk yeah. about Super Bob, and I kind of. Me and Brett and John have done a, a, a web series before called a Corner Boys. It's so good. If you if you haven't seen Corner Boys, check it out. Have you seen it? No, no. So We're basically two middle-aged drug dealers mm. who are on the corner, but we don't really... The, the kind of underlying joke is we're on the wrong corner and yeah. we don't know that, but we can't leave until we've sold all the drugs, but we're not selling any drugs because right. we're just <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. But I had them on and I'd, I'd planned this whole bit to joke about... Or why they didn't ask me to be in Super Bob and all this, and I, yeah. I put it to them, and they reminded me that they filmed me to be in Super Bob and cut me out. So I, <laughs> it, it, it was worse than I thought. I'd forgotten that I'd actually filmed a bit for it. So I'm like, so why'd you leave me out, guys? They're like, well, you know, you did do a bit for it. I, I went to see Dave Chappelle <laughs> yeah. at uh, Hammersmith Apollo. Oh my god, that must have been amazing. It was great. His support act before they introduced him on, they said you'll have seen him in Spider Man Two. Right. Nice. So, and I was, and when he came on, I thought I don't remember from Spider Man Two, and so I watched Spider Man Two to see yeah. what bit he played. Yeah. And there's a bit where Toby Maguire is delivering pizzas. Yep. And he he he's running late, so he disappears into a little alleyway, turns into Spider Man, then comes swinging out with the pizzas. Yeah. And then Dave Chappelle's support act goes. Spider-Man stole that guy's pizzas. And that's literally, yeah. <laughs> that's his fault. Classic, classic. I remember it now. I know the guy. Yeah, I've, I've audaciously put headphones on and no, no one I else like got headphones it. on and they're falling off slightly. And yeah, I, feel like oh, I need yeah, to make a point of removing no, them No, feel just, free to take them off, just, mate. But it was good. Who do I think I am? You're the, only, you're the only professional. You're the only professional. I mean, look, I've won broadcast awards. How dare you? Um, so what are you up to at the moment? Um, just doing a podcast, mate. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> not not uh, this no, one. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm off from gigging at the moment, and right. I'm trying to work on a new new a record, but I've done... Over the last eight, nine years, I kind of did album tour, album tour, album tour, and yeah. I decided on this this record. It's, a, it's another solo record. There's a possibility it'll, it'll be my last, because I think I'm just not that big a fan of 40, 50-year-old... A, a rapper's kind of isn't really my thing so yeah. kind of you can get away with it if you're if you're pharaoh or or jay-z or someone yeah. like that but yeah i think there's a so yeah i'm i'm, I'm working on the on this on this this record but it's the first record i've decided i'm not gonna put a time limit on yeah it's kind of like, mm. like like when it's it's ready it's it's ready when but, i've got something to say i'll say something have you thought about taking it into because it's one of the things that i think that hip-hop the mistake that it makes is when these rappers get older yeah. They just keep rapping about being younger. But yeah. I would like to hear sort of hip hop where they take it into like older concerns. Do you know what I mean? Like loss of mobility and yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Do you there's know what I mean? there's like... a brilliant open mic eagle song called right. a, a Rapper's 
I will die of natural causes. <laughs> and, it, and it's about that. And it's about how all rappers, since the decline of the yeah. of gangster rap and all that, yeah. all rappers are just getting g- g- middle-aged and having yeah. back problems and, and are just going to grow old. And yeah, it's amazing. It's I, remember, I remember watching that Snoop Dogg reality show. Yeah. And there's one bit where the opening shot was just him doing the vacuuming. And I just yeah. thought, holy shit, man. I don't What's, think Snoop Dogg yeah. did his own vacuuming. And he's, I, I, I struggle with Snoop in in non-music video situations because outside of a music video his arms are so weird I know they're like the skinny like he, he looks ill they're so he's got the skinniest arms I've ever seen yeah it, when he did that did you see when he did that wrestling cameo yeah I did that in, was he did a, a little clothesline made me feel so uncomfortable yeah. just watching it he wore a vest yeah. don't wear a vest Snoop. I know it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen that little short video of him at a party with two of the biggest bags of weed you've ever seen? And it's just him just looking into the camera going, la, 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 la. I've heard so <laughs> many stories of him just literally do it. Being, I like that. On, on so many podcasts, like, people have just been, yeah, and then we we, oh, we went in Snoop's dressing room and had to climb over weed to get to get a seat. I just he don't... It's amazing his appetite for it because sometimes you, you sort of think you get bored of getting mm. stoned all the yeah, time. Yeah, completely. Guy a most shit, a lot of people get they smoke weed kind of in their teens, yeah, early twenties, yeah, yeah. and then just kind of give up on it. His persistence is yeah. is, is unparalleled. I think what happens is as you get older, the the reduction in your productivity becomes yeah. unacceptable, yeah. doesn't it? And then you just exactly. think, do you know what, man, I'm going to try and do shit. But as 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 a great rapper, the reduction in productivity is probably a good thing because it's the slower decline of the quality of your work because in general in ge- you know he's, he's, he's preserving his yeah, yeah. his back catalogue by gradually like slowly putting out a weird reggae album and stuff like that, that rather than thing. doing them every that, every year when he, when he went reggae right yeah, that must have terrified weed smokers everywhere because yeah. you're sort of thinking no weed hasn't got any long term effects have you heard that Snoop Dogg thinks he's a reggae artist <laughs> oh my god yeah. you know what I mean? that must have been so frightening man yeah. and, and Snoop just the, Lion yeah the transition and it's really again it's quite disturbing that he's gone from a dog to a lion yeah um, so it felt like more than just a name change it was kind of a anamorphic and like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah it's quite so weird. I mean, he's done like this sort of like funk album thing. You know, like, have you heard this? California. No, he's done this sort of like sing songy album. It's like. Has he changed his name again? No. Nah, well, he's Snoop Dogg. Right. So I think Snoop Lion was a side. Snoop yeah, yeah Snoop Lion was a side project. And also, he just thought, Do you know what? I don't fancy career suicide. I've actually decided. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not the way to go for me. Maybe that name I've cultivated for 30 years is a, is a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> and just changing animal every now and then isn't really. <laughs> Isn't really the reinvention I need. Yeah. What, what would be a good funk name for him? For uh, well, it's Snoopadelic. Uh, it has to be it, animal. Oh, is it? Snoopadelic makes sense. Animal, what's an a funky based, animal? Snoop uh, parrot. Snoop funkiest, parrot. It's the, sna- it's the funkiest animal, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. probably is actually. Yeah. Like universally Snoop agreed. Snoop given. Token. Snoop token. Because it's a bit like token. Yeah. 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 Snoop token. <laughs> this works, man. It does. <laughs> I want the next Snoop Toucan album. I'm well up for that. He looks a bit toucan-y as well. Yeah, he yeah. does a bit. He, he, he does obviously look like a dog, as 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 has been established. But yeah. he looks a bit like a toucan as well. He doesn't look like a lion. I liked it when um, you know in his videos where they obviously found the same guy that did the special effects for Michael Jackson's black or white video. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just got just got all of those guys to turn into dogs, man. Yeah. It was so yeah. So good, and then then it cuts to a shot of some dogs running along a street. I yeah. reckon what happened there 
is they they just saw some dogs running along the street. They got that shot and they thought, how can we transition into this? Yeah. <laughs> they thought, hold on, what if we get Snoop and all of his friends and that turn them to into turn dogs. into these dogs? I guarantee they sh- shot a scene where the dogs change back and they're naked, <laughs> like terminate a kind of curl <laughs> on the floor and never used it. And they're like, oh my God, we got to... We gotta get some clothes. Have you watched that video of him uh, doing the the voiceover for a nature documentary? Oh yeah, he oh, really wonderful. Voiced the planet Earth. Didn't yeah, he? It yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! What are those? Are those <laughs> <Two> beavers? <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker don't care. <laughs> shit, that's a crocodile. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when he, he he met that guy who'd grown like the biggest marrow or something? Did you oh, ever see like that? When he did a gig in Cardiff, wasn't it? It was yeah. in England, and this yeah. guy had grown the biggest marrow, and Snoop like tweeted or something saying that's a motherfucking big marrow <laughs> and and they arranged him yeah. to come backstage yeah. and 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 the guy this little farmer was being interviewed on on bbc news yeah. or something and they're like oh and you got to go back and meet him he's like yes and, and we had a smoke and then all oh, cigarettes i hope and he went no 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 we smoked and like this 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 old dottery old gardener was like yeah i got i got bl- a blaze with snoop oh man we got stoned as a motherfucker <laughs> ate that whole marrow up <laughs> hey man, what's your favorite hip hop album? Anyway, we've got to ask you questions, mate. I've got, I've yeah. got prepared. I'm prepared and shit. Do you Excellent. Know what I mean? So, uh, your what is your favorite hip hop album all time? I know it's a very difficult question. It is a tough one because it changes a lot. Are there contenders? Feel... Are there a list of contenders? There's always contenders, but it's that weird thing of I always get concerned of putting too much. A reverence on on classics, yeah. on on history. If you're looking at um, uh, by all means unnecessary by yeah. Boogie Down or 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 paid in full by 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 it being Rakim and things like that, which I absolutely love. But when kind of trying to think about this, I tried to think of, of, of what album, kind of in recent years, but in general, I guess, have I listened to the most that just ignited my passion for hip hop? And it's, it's it's a guy called Pos, and it's called his album Never Better, which was. Yeah. The second or third album. Dragging a lick, dragging a kettlebell, nothing ever gets done. Hey, so quick of the text, so quick of the show and tell. Everybody is number one, never nothing for you, huh? Every never is now. Take two and call. When you need a few more, you can beat it. They don't, they don't sleep, they don't need it. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's got everything there. The it's beats quite a are left, amazing. It's a massively left field choice, by the way. Like, but I again, don't think I, anyone I else. Again, <laughs> I didn't want to look like this pretentious dick coming in and going, well, have you heard the POS album? But <laughs> it's, it's not as left field as it seems because, um, like, when Kanye did New Slaves and all that, a lot yeah. of people said that he, he, he ripped the style off from Death Grips and stuff yeah. like that. But I think a lot of the influence was this album by POS. And it's even more likely because when this album came out, Kanye posted a, a one of the songs from it on his website, on yeah. his blog, and said like, "This is the future," you know. And it turned out it's quite literally the future. Yeah, it's, and made, it's his future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, I'm never mad at, at, at Kanye for, for that. I confuse a lot of people. I want to used to have my have my hip hop sh- show on XFM because I kind of I said that I think of Kanye as the Madonna of hip hop. Yeah. And that's not an insult, but Madonna tends to to find what's hot at the moment mm. and reappropriate it, but generally make something really good. Yeah, and something yeah. really still credible, but this huge pop thing. And I think that's what Kanye does. And yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a great record. And I remember oh, oh, when I first heard it, I just finished making um my uh, second solo album, Distraction Pieces. And one of the points behind that was I wanted to bring some of my like punk influences growing up in but also have kind of hard hip hop and all that 
and I just POS has got a punk and yeah exactly and I just I just finished recording this album and then I heard Never Better and I was like well this is what I've just spent <laughs> a year making this guy's just n- nailed it it's like absolutely perfect and yeah but POS ended up being on a track on Distraction Pieces so it's good to work with him as well but when yeah, you when you're making good. your own stuff yeah. and like you know you're giving a great example there when you're making your own stuff does that stop you because like as a comedian, when I watch a comic who maybe talks about the same thing that yeah. I've talked about and I think does it better, yeah. it's a horrible night for me. Yeah. Like, you know, it's dreadful. Yeah. Do you have that situation when you're listening to stuff? Yeah, it, it can be. It can be. Um, in general, when recording, I'll, I'll bury myself in podcasts and films and documentaries rather than music for a yeah. bit. Because of exactly that, kind of almost the opposite of it, of not wanting to be put off of something I'm writing because, oh, that's already been done perfectly. Because... The fact is, every every subject has been talked about or covered, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be talked about or covered anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's a, a, a myth when people think, oh, we've, yeah, I don't know, we've we've covered everything. It's all done. It's like, right, so shall we all just sh- shut up now? And never, <laughs> no, I, I don't believe that. I think it can all be explored from different angles. So, but yeah, you do have that paranoia of like, am I accidentally either ripping off this or am I being influenced in the other way of changing what I was going to write because this person happens to think the same so yeah yeah it's I, a weird one I had a really horrible situation well not hor- not horrible I mean it's a massive exaggeration but I had a, a situation <laughs> where I was listening to comedy at, like shows yeah. on my way to gigs yeah and then whoever I was listening to, that's who I sound like when I went and did the yeah. gig that night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just had to like knock that shit on the <laughs> head, man. Do you know what I mean? yeah. So why is rubbish like Kevin Hart all of a sudden? What's yeah. going on, man? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's easy, though, for those influences to go in, I guess, yeah. isn't it? So is it the punk influence that's the reason that this is your favourite of his album? I think, I think m- maybe it hit me from all angles. But, but I think also, production-wise, it nails the kind of the beauty of some really beautiful, intricate and delicate production that then just as soon as it hits it hits so hard i can't tell if it's the bees or the sting the honey or the wax in the wing but people just warm on what they work roll back they don't get the victims you deserve what exactly do you do sir what exactly do you do miss tell me who the hell are you you're out of your element johnny shut up double double eat up rise the dude applies it's also it reminded me of kind of mop in that it's got the ability to hit and bump really hard without feeling the need to just rap fast or be frantic which again is quite a a common thing particularly kind of at points with Eminem and and people like that like when they're really hitting it hard it'll be quite up tempo and aggressive whereas it's kind of has that ability to go right no no, we can get all the aggression across in the delivery in the vocals and not have to, 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 to ramp the pace up it's quite like dense lyrical, isn't it? Yeah. Like it, it's pretty. I reckon you'd have to listen to it a few times to really like get your head around it. Wouldn't yeah, it? completely. But also, there's a lot of kind of quite throwaway stuff in there, and nice throwaway references. But again, I, I like stuff like that. Like I, I've always, I got into hip hop through numerous routes. But the, like when I really became obsessed with it, it was people like Aesop Rock and people like that who are the most dense writers in the world. Yeah. And now it's kind of something I have to. A dip in and out of because at the time of first finding it you're like oh my god I could listen to this for an hour and keep yeah. discovering new things in this one track whereas now I'm like I just want to hear someone talk about partying for a bit <laughs> <laughs> chill the fuck out but yeah that is I do think you go through a phase of that because w- w- yeah. when I start when I got into hip hop initially uh. It was like it was like the the beats and like the, the you know the, the the rawness of the of the raps and all that sort yep. of stuff. 
And then, like, you listen to it for a bit and you think, you, you go, I want something harder than that. I want something more, like, less yeah. accessible than that. And you yeah. keep going, you keep going, you keep going. And then you get to a point where you go, I mean, this is insane. I'm looking for stuff that's, like, you know, it can barely be understood it's now. Do, do, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you go, you sort of go the other way. But I think I went through a phase of being quite snobby about it, I think. You know, where I was sort of yeah. thinking, I want it to be lyrically hitting on all these different or, levels. And, and I guarantee I mean? at that phase, you yeah. were saying... I like MCs, not rappers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like the difference between rappers and MCs. And now it's like, fuck off. It's all it's, it's all the same thing to me. I don't yeah, really. Yeah. But you do have that phase of going, no man. Like KRS is an MC. Yeah, he's not a rapper. He's yeah, an MC. yeah. And he, and he say things like, um, yeah, that record's alright, but there's no multisyllabics on it at yeah, all. Do you yeah, know all of yeah, that yeah, shit? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I mean, that's, it's one of the beautiful things, and I enjoy that. That I regularly get. I anger, anger my fan base by some of the hip hop I'm into and yeah. stuff that I post and you kind of forget that people assume that just because you make stuff that's kind of maybe more dense or more yeah. um, lyrically uh, more focused or driven in in, in that, that direction that you they assume you won't appreciate a Lil Wayne or yeah. or, 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 or Vic Mensa was, was one I post a, a while back his track you mad which was produced by Kanye and had Kanye on it is one of the best party rap tracks in recent years it's yeah. so good it's got that feeling of, of anti up and stuff like that it feels like you drop it in a club and it's just gonna go I'm the villain not really I'm just chilling trying to stack these 20s 50s 100s millions to the ceiling Mary Mary and I remember posting that and so many people going heard it all before you know just bitches and weed and stuff like that I'm like it's wicked yeah, yeah, yeah. it's wicked yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's really good it's, it's a weird one because I've gone back to that you know I'll just listen to whatever and I, yeah. I, I remember saying to a mate have you heard Carter 3 yeah and him like just like destroying me for I was even mentioning I, I, I felt really conscious of yeah. enjoying Carter 3 and yeah. this is the most pretentious line anyone will ever say about hip hop but <laughs> I read an article about it in the Guardian guide yeah. and thought right actually I, I'm allowed to enjoy it because generally as at that point I was still more on my highbrow hip hop yeah, and all that and I was like yeah. right no they're, they're kind of they're giving it that that mm. credibility and, and, and that route and I remember watching the the, the car a documentary about Lil Wayne and this 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 journalist saying you know I relate your work the kind of the, the poetry of your work to jazz musicians and the structures and all this and having this big thing and, and Wayne was just like I just rap. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just like yeah. shot him down completely. It was like that's perfect because he does just rap. It's like yeah. you can put all this higher a level on it to feel comfortable listening to music that's not highbrow or intricate. But the fact is, the dude just raps and he raps as good as anyone out there. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah, it's just like I guess it feels like a. It's not an intellectual thing, is it? It's just sort of an instinctive. I don't know. I mean, no, I don't it's know. It's a great it's, album. It's, it's, it was that one was one of the first albums I realised how much I appreciate people who just feel incredibly comfortable on the mic yeah and that was it with with Wayne on that album huge album huge deal he felt like he's recorded it just he's woken up and just recorded this album just so relaxed and so comfortable there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss
The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Rack your brains. Give it some thought. What was the first hip-hop album you bought? Um, it was a Cypress Hill Black Sunday. And again, it, I still think it's a banger. I struggle a bit more now. I'm not a stoner. Yeah. But it, it was particularly as a stoner, that was a hell of a record. And again, I kind of came into hip hop from punk and metal and stuff like that. And Cypress Hill were that band straight off the bat who were like, a metal as like us as well. And you know they, they did always a, they had they that did a, crossover. Did they do a metal album? Then they like, went on to do yeah, the album that was, so. they did a metal version and a hip hop yeah, version yeah. of the same record. Yeah. And, but it was sp- split in half, Skull and Bones or, or yeah. something like that. And one side was one. But yeah, I loved that at the time. It was a yeah, that um, massive record. That Be Real's voice, yeah, is incredible. One of the best, the best voices in hip hop. You've got to put him up there. Him, Buster, Q Tip. Like there's the there's not many who've just got that unique voice. Yeah, the first time he did that must have been. He must have been a bit worried about what the yeah. response was going to yeah. be in the studio. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm just going to try it like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dude, what's, going, what's going on, man? But it's also a great tool because, like, Eminem as well does it. And, and it's that thing of that this is going to sound a stupid thing, but the more kind of high pitched your voice, the the tighter syllables are therefore the faster you can rap or the more right, intricate right, right. F- flows you can have it's why a lot of the deep voice rappers you never get deep voice fast rappers yeah and and, and when Eminem's going now it's about and Eminem Eminem like a high pitch version rather than his normal his normal rap oh, flow I, so, I didn't know that yeah so, try that in your comedy yeah I think yeah, I will get, yeah. just go high pitch jokes. for some yeah. quick bits just, just do like a little rant and just go really <laughs> yeah. high pitch and just go, tell you what yeah. what people do when yeah. they're talking when you get <laughs> yeah. angry you get more you go yeah. high pitch it's unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> so you can get more out <laughs> It's true. No one goes. Oh, I am really very angry yeah. at this moment. Is it? You know. Yeah. You get, yeah. You get higher. Shit. I didn't. You've blown my mind with that. Mm. Go high pitch is for getting things out. Because because Buster does that. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. Buster will be number 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 Yeah. Because yeah. it'll be like the beginning intros. <laughs> it'll be like Buster Boss. You, you're yeah. being really deep and sexy, yeah. and then he'll flow in his Shit, crazy man. style. Yeah. But um, Send Dog. Yeah. I mean, he's worth a shout, isn't he? I mean, yeah. He. That's not his normal voice, is it? Not his normal voice at so, all. So he's be. gone... He's gone the opposite. Yeah. He's seen what Be Real's done. Yeah. And then he's gone, okay, what about this? <laughs> what does mug sound like? God knows. Exactly middle. Exactly <laughs> middle in voice. It's the perfect <laughs> combo. Yeah. He balances it out perfectly. He's actually talking under all of the songs, but you can't hear it because it just holds it together. It's that it's that middle note that just yeah. is cancelled out by the two extremes. There is uh, a track on uh, Stankonia, the Outcast yep. album. And when Great B Real comes in on that yeah. on that track, it's just amazing, man. You've got to check it out. Look at the way you look at me, I see it on your face. So your hate emanates, but you still hesitate. Cause you want inside of my head, but don't know how. The brain wants me to be a commercial clown. Fuck that, I see the way you work. See the way you smirk. I'm catching. 
teaching you what you want. God only knows all the trouble that grows deep beneath my soul. Dealing with you assholes, can I play? I don't think I've heard him sound. It's just wicked, like his mm. voice on that track. You've heard the, you know, you've heard Outcast. It's also the album in which Killer Mike made his, his yeah. debut, which again, Killer Mike, man. is just a, a beast, isn't he? Just an absolute Killer beast. Mike. So weird, because Killer Mike, you know, on that he was great on those songs, but had no idea what he was no. going to become, man. No. Which it's is insane, isn't it? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. What I say might save a life. What I speak might save streets. I ain't got no instruments, but I got my hands and feet. Hands on clap and feet on tap. LP beats to make that slap. And I ride them with my raps. And they all tight as my nap. And so, again, it is one. It just felt when, for me, when a rap music dropped, it was just like, how's this guy been rapping for 10, I know. 10, 15 mm. years already and suddenly this is just the most complete, perfect... I know. It's re- it seems r- really confusing that someone could suddenly just... It could just sw- switch on. And again, all this stuff's been dope, but this was where... And then obviously the Run the Jewel stuff came yeah. after that. It was just like, damn. The, the thing, where, the mm, thing about him, he's just got... He, I just think Killer Mike is the perfect package. He's got the whole thing, man. Like, just what he talks like his his lyrics are amazing but his voice his delivery everything man it's just mm. like perfect and just again as he's as we're seeing constantly at the moment his just off stage skills are equally as impressive as his on stage or yeah. on mic as it were everything he's saying in America online on panel shows and everything else is just mind blowing yeah absolutely amazing he was I had him on on, on what was on he like as a dude it was amazing I'd met him once or twice because I had him and, and LP on, on, on the beatdown when I had my radio show and I think that might have been the first UK radio show they went on and were interviewed and stuff like that because it was just as the first Around the Jewels album came yeah. out and we talked as much about the last Killer Mike album as the Run the Jewels album and all that so we'd arranged this I'd arranged to go in and, uh, and talk to Mike and I was going to do it potentially before their gig at Coco and I got yeah. all set up and then they were too busy it's like, all right, we'll do it after. So I was, I was all set up, and then a, a mic kind of comes in after the gig. And again, you've just smashed a gig at Coco. It's like, I felt like I was imposing anyway. And Mike's like, right, so how long do you need? I'm like, well, there's 60 to 90 minutes. And he's like, right, we can either do 20 minutes now, or we can pack up and go back to my hotel, and I'll talk as, as long as you want. Are you serious? Yeah, and I was like, well, let's pack up. I was like, I'll drive you. Because yeah. <laughs> I had their van and obviously a big gig, it takes ages to pack yeah. down and all this. I'm like, so, so I drove LP and Mike back to their hotel. This uh, is insane, went and, man. And set up in his room while he was Skyping his missus. Um, and it was one of them. So that's one of my favourite podcasts I've done because it felt everything he said was just hugely intelligent and hugely important at that point in yeah. particular. But you've got to bear in mind, we probably didn't start recording until gone 1am because we've done the gig then we've yeah. gone there and set up so it was all this big rush and then we just I sat down and again as you said the dude's just such an amazing talker yeah. and yeah we did it recorded it I packed up and walked like 20 minutes back to my car I'd, to, I'd, I'd dropped them at the door and then couldn't get Were parked you buzzing? So I parked ages ago hugely it was like I was like I need to get this off my recording gear onto a laptop because it felt like that was the first of the podcasts I did that felt like we'd just done something important yeah and again 100% because of Mike a similar I did a podcast with a refugee called a Ramel from the Democratic Republic of Congo there was another one that f- finished that and it was like holy shit that was some spe- but yeah Mike was the first one that one and a Carla as, as well actually a Carla was yeah. one where I was like 
damn, that dude can talk. Akala, you see him when he was on the Frankie Ball? Yeah. That was just incredible, man. It's amazing. It's, it, it's what really won me over. And not that I've ever, ever had any issue with Akala at all, but there's been points where I've not been that into his stuff. Yeah. And that's just personal taste. That's not a diss. I hope if he hears this, it's not, you know, in any way a diss. It's just I wasn't into it at the time. Yeah. And it was si- seeing him on a few different things. I, I like the Frankie Boyle thing that was like, right, this this dude's just next level. Because there, there was a show, I can't remember what the show was, but it was like Tommy Robinson, the leader of the yeah. EDL, was in yeah. the audience. Yeah. And they're talking about, you know, immigration and the problems yeah, yeah, of terrorism yeah. and stuff like that. And he was just, what I liked about him when you hear him speak is he's got this anger, but he's so eloquent. It's so not just... eloquent and calm. Yeah. He's intelligent. And it's, so it's like... knowledge of history. Again, it's, it's just, just like... insane, it's, And it's man. not just that... Um, like I can be at sometimes, and like I know a, a Russell Brand will admit to being at points where you've got certain bits that that, that you'll go to. Here's my information and quotes. And yeah, yeah. I'm sure you must have learned some bits for on 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 questions. Of times. course, and yeah, certain yeah. bits that you're like, if this comes up, here's here's my little bit. Yeah. It doesn't I feel like that with a car. No. It feels like he'll say something. You, you can change the subject completely, and he will have a completely different part. Yeah. Of to reference and that blows my mind I said as someone who will if I'm doing anything like that I'll know there's certain there's certain points that if it gets to that I can go I can yeah. go I can go and it just feels he's yeah just constantly. I mean question time I prepared for that like I was preparing for an exam mate. yeah you know scary I mean? man I mean this podcast because it's hip hop based I was thinking on the way here is the interview I've prepared for the least <laughs> but also the most because this is 20 years you put of a lot of here. hours into this, this 20 right? years yeah. of prep for this but equally I was like well we're going to talk about hip-hop I, I don't even need to to, to, to think about that just turn <laughs> yeah. up and, and talk about rap that's fine oh my god killer mike though man mm. just incredible what wow. what hotel was it that's rumage what a great bloody question I'm, mate. I'm picturing a travel lodge it's the ace hotel oh is it nice which a, a lot of people are going for at the moment it's in mm. shoreditch yeah. it's nice it's a bit of a party hotel right um i'm doing a tv show at the moment one of the actors was staying at the ace and wasn't too pleased because it was a friday night or whatever nice, and apparently it was Banging all night until Short 3, 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Eating cereal. Eating cereal. cereal. <laughs> you know, overpriced cereal in hats. Having a fucking great time. Yeah. Ramesh, you, you've done Pip's podcast, haven't you? Yes, yeah. I have, yeah. You didn't get mentioned as one of the memorable ones. No, did you? When I... <laughs> I was waiting for that on the list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it Shortly was fun. <laughs> it was a nice time. It was fun. I don't think either of us... Like finished that and thought something important's happened there. You didn't need to get it out. I think straight thought away. something nice has happened. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had some great hip hop moment yeah. connections and uh, references. Yeah. And it, it didn't change the world, or it didn't change. No, I mean, I, it didn't I change think, my world or your world. No, we can't say whose world it might no, have changed. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I think some people's worlds would have been changed. Yeah, I've had upwards of ten tweets about that but, episode yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Rematch, I'm going to be honest with you, a little bit angry with you <laughs> for the way you brought it up there. You sat there very quietly, yeah. and then all of a sudden you kind of little, excited, wasn't little, he? He was excited, little, you could tell. Yeah. Thought, you could tell he thought of it a few, <laughs> a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a paragraph he's or two wet, ahead. He's like, he's I'm very aware. The conversation. I was aware it's, of the silence. It, it's like we were saying about having that bit of knowledge stored up that you're waiting to unleash. That's Rematch's yeah. go-to thing, yeah. uh, me getting humiliated. I've got a little insult here, hang on this one. Can't wait to get to that. Good feedback, guys. Here's a little bit that you like to pull. How did you get into hip-hop? Cool. Uh, how did you first sort of get into hip-hop? You see, this is this kind of relates... I mean, I'd listened to a bit of hip-hop there and thereabouts, but the the journey to getting my first hip-hop album, which, as we discussed, was Cypress Hill Black Sunday, was through the 
Last Action Heroes soundtrack. <laughs> Great. Great Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. classic. Well, I think we need to talk about this film for a minute. Do you yeah. know this film very much? Yeah. So this is with the, the cinema ticket. Yeah, right? it's a cinema ticket that and it allows him to go allows into to the, jump into the film. And is it Charles Dance, isn't it? Have I just made that yeah, up? Yeah, maybe. Is there a sequence maybe. Where he, is the villain in it? What? He's on a horse. Am I imagining that? Uh, is he on a horse? It could be on a horse at some point. He might be on a horse. It's not one of the memorable sequences, but that's obviously the bit that stuck with you. In a shopping mall? It didn't make the trailer. It didn't make the trailer. And was it a hip-hop hip hop soundtrack? There was ACDC Big Gun was the big track on it, but that was the beauty of this soundtrack, was it had the Cypress Hill song, When the Shit Goes Down. Yeah. But obviously it's a family That's film. That's when he's on the horse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's when it literally goes down. But um, <laughs> Jesus it's, 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 it's a family film, so they couldn't have the swearing. Yeah. And the way they did, dealt with that was literally on the soundtrack, they just changed the T to a P. Yeah. So it's called When the Ship Goes Down. Yeah. They didn't actually change the track at wow. all. They just said, they're definitely not saying shit. Yeah. They're saying shit. So it's when the shit goes down, you, you better, better be, be ready. ready. Better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, Sender. We got it. No, you've nailed it now. Yeah, no, no. The ship's going down and you better send a runner. Sendog sounds like they record it. Like, just as like they put the mic to him and then they just wake him up after a nap. He's in a bit of a panic. He's just quite panicked and quite... He's had a big meal. <laughs> So we best get Send Dog's vocals. Send Dog when the shit goes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was amazing. on the Titanic soundtrack as well. Yes, yeah, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just, I, 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 oh, he's smashing it to the switch. Absolutely nailing it, Roman. He's got these shit puns. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of other shit-based <laughs> films. That's all I got. <laughs> all shit ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of. I think that was my my kind of right. birth into hip hop. Yeah. And then at that point again, I was going to a lot of alternative clubs and in alternative clubs the hip hop they played was Cypress Hill the Beastie Boys um, Jurassic 5 you know your typical crossover hip hop yeah, and that yeah. kind of I then went from there to go backwards I guess into KRS and Rakim and everyone else okay so that's quite an interesting way of um, getting into it yeah, I guess yeah. but we've, we've um, so you bought did you buy the soundtracks at the last yeah, section yeah. Right? because yeah. of what, what had got you in it wasn't Cypress Hill was it I was must it? have been just really into that film I was like <laughs> what a great film I wonder if there's any um, further, you know, explanation of that cartoon cat on the soundtrack. I wonder if they, <laughs> wonder if they break that down. Yeah, or yeah. that's a plot flaw. I wonder if that's addressed in when the ship goes down. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it must have been. And again, it was quite a, it was quite a, a, a rock-led soundtrack. So it's probably that I was into, I was into everything else on there, and start Priscilla kind of I was like. Oh. Yeah, did, did you run on that judgment night as well? That's what that was, was a great yeah. one. Room match. What a shout, mate. You are nailing this podcast, mate. It was a great assassin. Cr- cr- crossover oh, collaboration Della soundtrack Soul and out, Teenage Fan Club. That was, I thought that was my favourite one on it. I still love that song. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, you, did, did you, get, did you get, listen to that song? Yeah, I loved that. So I loved good, that man. at the time. And again, it was it was one of them as, as similar at the time. It was allowing me, I guess people like Rage Against the Machine as well yeah, that, yeah. that were bringing that thing together and then I said the Judgment Night soundtrack The Crow also The Crow soundtrack had yeah. a lot of good hip hop and kind of collaborations between heavier stuff I mean the thing about The Crow good soundtrack good film the thing about Judgment Night great soundtrack that film I loved it <laughs> <laughs> don't care what you say um, at that point I, there was a, a load of films at that point that 
would were generally that bad would generally have iced tea in them somewhere oh, wow. and, and were all that kind of thing of like dark stuff's happening and I'd just be kind of almost a bit cartoony but yeah that kind was of that there, level was there of, a film when Denzel Washington gets trapped by iced tea or something do, do you know what I'm talking probably I remember one where Ice-T was hunted. Yeah. That was great. It was just hunted. Yeah, it was like these rich people wanted to, like, paid money to, I'm sure this probably exists somewhere, but, like, they wanted to kill a person. So they just let, Ice-T's this homeless guy, right? Yeah. And they just let him loose in the woods. And and then, like, hunt him. (laughs) (laughs) Ice-T, you know, I love Ice-T. Yeah. Not the most gifted actor, is it? I mean, it's interesting nah. that he's got a mo- that he got quite a good movie career. Again, at that point, it was it was I think it was it was him. It was his look. It was his yeah his voice. Because I remember Boys in the Hood came out about the same time as New Jack City. Yeah, and Boys in the Hood, Ice Cube was great in that. Yeah, Justin Singleton. No, John Singleton. Justin Singleton was someone I went to school with. John Singleton, <laughs> who directed that that film. Yeah. He was 23 when he directed that film. And That's wrote crazy. it. Crazy. Uh, how old was Justin Singleton at the time? Justin Singleton was, yeah, about 14. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> he hated it. He wasn't a fan. Yeah. Okay, I've got to talk to you about, because we we normally ask people that come on here about live show experiences yes. now you're in a slightly different position yes you and michael payne uh, yes. who we had on uh, yes. uh, we you know you're in a unique position of of being able to talk about actually performing yeah, yeah. so and you've got some some doozies right yeah yeah we've had some again we've had some had some good gigs but as we're talking hip hop i just wanted i thought i'd bring up the ones that for me as a hip hop fan i yeah. buzzed for and we were asked to support rizza um, that at, is at, at, at the the small venue in the O2, and he was he's meant to be doing a, a full Bobby Digital set. Yeah, change loads because he didn't really his DJ had got arrested or something. So some other guy was playing the beats. It was right. all a bit s- sloppy, but it was amazing. But the really exciting part: there's a guy called Polar Bear who's a spoken word artist and has been been rapping for years. He's yeah. he's he's really good. He was in the crowd for that. Him and Kate Tempest actually, and. Um, at that point, we had our first album out, and it was a tr- and we had a track on there called F- "Fixed," which is a rewrite of Dizzy Rascal's "A Fix Up Look Sharp," right. and it's a big dig at the UK hip hop scene. Yeah. It's saying it's not a dig at Dizzy; it's saying Dizzy came out, and then after that, everyone just sounded the same for ages. Yeah, like, there was no progression. Everyone was rapping over the same beats about the same stuff. Don't get me wrong; I ain't dissing Dizzy Rascal. I'm just using this beat as a single example. Was the first big hit of this kind in the pop charts? Spawned a lot of shit with profit. And Polar Bear told me after the show, as we came on, he looked around and could see loads of the stalwarts and the and the old guard of, of the UK hip-hop scene all there to see RZA, because it's fucking RZA. Yeah. So, of course. And a lot of them kind of are turning their nose up and being like, who, who are these kids? Yeah. Why are they supporting? And we did that song kind of to them. Yeah. And again, it was kind of nice to have that moment of saying, look, this is... You, you're, you're kind of sitting there saying, "Who are we?" But we're here because we're doing stuff that's a change from the scene and a change from what's going on. So yeah, it was a good one. And then obviously RZA came out and 
and was risen. How did you get? How did you get to support? Like, did you meet we him? Just and got asked. Yeah, we met him briefly. Again, it was a, he's he's as enigmatic a character as you'd imagine. Yeah. So it was kind of a quick. Hi, thanks for having us on. It was. I mean, I'm a hundred percent sure it was the promoters rather than the Rizzo himself yeah. choosing us to, to support. But uh, when we supported Dela, um, it was like we now. I talked to to Postanus fairly regularly now. Still, he did. Uh, we did a remix of Thou Shout, and he did a verse on, or he did some verses on it. So, yeah. so, so we go back and forth on different uh, Thou Shout not or Thou Shouts kind of thing. Um, and that was amazing. And I remember before that gig, just just doing some press with Postanus of De La Soul, Jeez. and we're sitting there doing press. And as he's talking on one bit, I'm under the table, texting all my mates, just going, <laughs> just chilling, doing some press with Postanus. Because <laughs> at that point, he was saying in the interview, the thing I liked about Dan and Pip when I heard them was that it reminded me of the kind of the the fun and irreverence that we had on Three Feet High and Rising with all the skits and stuff like that, yet there was so... And it was like, shit, this is yeah, mental. Yeah. This is past talking about us in a positive manner. But I think De La Soul, in terms of consistency, yeah. might be the best hip-hop group of all time. You know, in terms of like Three Feet High and Rising, yeah. and they brought out De La Soul is Dead, and it was such a different mm. album from Three Feet High and Rising, yeah. but it was it's amazing. They, because they're a group... They never get talked about in in greatest MCs yeah. of all time or whatever. But De La Soul and and for me, Poss in particular yeah. is one of the most consistent. Oh as you god. said, just album after oh album. Oh my god, they're so good. I've just real just consistency. Stakes is high. Yeah, is such a great album. And in fact, the song Stakes is High is one of my favourite yeah. like tunes of all time. And I was listening to just just this weekend. Was listening to Three Feet High and Rising. We're talking about on a previous podcast out. Public Enemy, it takes a nation of millions. Yeah. Whenever I've shown that to somebody and said, oh, I'll listen to it, and they haven't listened to it when it first came out, it's difficult for them to yeah. get into that. You yeah. know, it sort of sounds... It's very of the moment. Yeah, and but Three Feet High and Rising, you could put that on. Like you said about Menace yeah. Society, yeah. you put that on, and that sounds like it could have been made yeah. you know, recently. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Completely. They're so good. And Grind Day as well is yeah. another such a great album. I mean, I love De La Salle, Yeah, They're and amazing. Then, as, as you said, I mean, you look at them at the time with people like Tribe and stuff like that, yeah. and the difference is Q-Tip went off and did his thing and so yeah. on and so forth, whereas De La Soul just have always mm. been that that consistent. Yeah, throughout. yeah. They're so good. And then they put all their stuff up online for free, didn't they? Did yeah. You see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah. You could just like get a... like, the whole back catalogue for nothing, just download it off the website. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and 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 they're always on stuff like that, man. Now, as as aging hip hoppers, they're like they'll they'll do as aging, not Asian. Sorry, <laughs> 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 I feel I slurred that slightly. Um, as aging hip hoppers, they they'll do an album that's exclusively with. Reebok or something and they've made it right. to be upbeat to run to and, and stuff yeah, like that. Just, yeah. just trying to find creative ways when the industry is changing yeah. to still be part of that and not be one of them older acts that are going everyone's stealing music now the industry's yeah. dying all this kind of thing they're just going right cool let's see what we can do and enjoying it and not overthinking either I think yeah. it's key I love them they're great still one of the best uh, alive rap acts yeah, I think opinion. it's worth whenever they, whenever you can to see. Yeah. Like, I've seen them like five or six times. Yeah. Every time it's been wicked. I think like for me, them and the Roots. Yeah, like whenever I yeah. see them playing, I've got to go see them. Man. But yeah, I mean, just I, I don't want to ramble on. I'm just just thinking of more gigs of, of hip hop gigs I've been to now. But I got to see Public Enemy when they did a Nation of Millions in order 
at Brixton Academy. I was so at that from, gig. It was an amazing gig, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it didn't hit me until I was there. Obviously, there'd been a, a, a lot of supports and the bomb squad had gone on a little bit. The crowd were getting a bit restless. Um, but when you drop the big songs, it's normally at the end of your set, there's a huge reaction. The fact they have to start I know. with Bring the Noise when everyone's got all their energy. Yeah. I've never seen a reaction yeah, like yeah. that in my life. The crowd just went absolutely mental from beginning to end. It's like the most amazing thing. And then you do that album and then your encore can just be a little hit set. Yeah. Like, here's, here's four or five hits off the rest yeah. of our back catalogue. Well, I went to see because they did the same thing with Fear of a Black Planet. Yeah, yeah. And I went to see that as well. And it was, I mean... Fear of a Black Planet is still a great album, but yeah. it's not. It wasn't quite yeah. the same as that one. That one was insane, man. And it was at that gig that I got to see um, the wonderful economy of movement of uh, of Chuck D, of <laughs> the impact he can bring of dropping his mic from one hand into the other hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. as 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 it kicks in. <laughs> whereas whereas flavors <laughs> literally bouncing off the walls. Chuck will be standing there, there rapping, and then when he wants impact, he'll drop the mic and catch yeah. it with the other hand. And it'll be like, <laughs> it's like an explosion has gone off. Yeah. It'll be the most amazing thing. It's like, the, man, that's it's, good. It's, what I think is weird about that is like, I think, you know, Public Enemy's visuals are incredible. Like, you know, their album yeah. covers, the logo, and yeah, all of that yeah. shit. The S1Ws, you know, this security of the first world, these like sort mm. of, they're dark, they're not dark, well, they're sort of dancers, aren't they? Yeah. When you see them like in the videos, it's mad. It's so weird to see him in the U- in a UK context. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's mental. Yeah. It's bonkers. It's really odd. It's so odd, man. Like it's sort of like these guys come on, clear the way for the S one Ws, and then this like military <laughs> guys come out, yeah. like in Brixton. Yeah. It's just like it's just mad. Is Brixton? It's SW, roughly. Is it yeah, Southwest London? Yeah. It's, it's roughly the Brixton postcode. It would have been even more confusing. Um, what's the best rap act that you've ever seen live? Because I've got mine. Uh, God, that's such a tough question. Tough man. one, isn't it? Go on, what's yours? It's Kane. I saw Big Daddy Kane about Was that three, four years ago. Um, no, I did I did see him at the Scala. I saw him at the Forum. Right. And, and Big Daddy Kane, best of all time. Yeah. So what happened? What was so good about it? It was just, it, it blew me away. And again, I wasn't expecting it. I've always been a fan of Kane, but I didn't really know. It was the thing that just, I just watched, and this is three, four years ago. So it's that thing, as you'll know from going to hip hop gigs at the Jazz Cafe and stuff like that, where yeah. they'll get the legends over. Mm. You're kind of there out of respect. Yeah, it's not necessarily yeah, yeah. always a great show. Yeah. It's kind of, they'll, they'll often go through the numbers, but it's yeah, like, yeah. you're there to go, well, you've done a lot for the business yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And, but Kane just put on just one of the best shows I've ever seen. His energy, wow. his ability, his flows. He, he's, he's, he's all about the stage and rapping. He's in the crowd rapping. And again, at a big venue. And again, when you've already won the fans over, yeah. you don't have to be doing that. But he's, he's walking through the crowd rapping. He's getting kids up out the crowd and doing bits from. At the end, he's like, am I DJ there? I feel... I can't end the show without showing he's one of like he used to be in my b-boy group he's one of the best breakdancers and Kane at 50 odd and this guy do a little breakdance routine just like have we got 10 minutes left and just uh, throw this in and it was absolutely amazing honestly if you get a chance to see any of that shit at the Scala I went to see him at the Scala really and he was like it was good don't get me wrong I was like like, what you just described you just hit the nail on the head where you go to go I went to see Big Daddy Kane yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and like it was a great show but but the, the thing is, 
is he didn't have to do you know like he just came yeah. on and he did the tracks and everyone went nuts right yeah yeah and he didn't Easy but he didn't gig, do it right? yeah it was like it was just like he that was it up. so that's what blew me away for this and typically with again rap acts coming over they were on like an hour two hours late yeah. and, and Biz Marquis was on first and to be honest I wondered if it was intentional because Biz forgot tons of his lines. Like, messed like, it was it was one of them shows where you're like, well, at least it's cool to see Biz. And I love Biz. Yeah. I, you know, I think he's a legend. But that's what it he was looks like where now. It wasn't cool. a great gig. Yeah. And then Kane came on, and you're like, wow, what a parallel at this point to see that just polished and professional. Yeah. Thing it was amazing. I tell you, an amazing thing that happened when I was at uh, the Big Daddy Kane gig at the Scala yeah. is beforehand they were. Um, they were just like they had a DJ that like, dropping who here likes real hip hop and yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, And they dropped. They Always played. They they played uh, "Come Clean." Yeah, Jerry the Damager, yeah. right? Like, dum, 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 dum. and like, so everyone's going nuts. And then I just look at like I, I don't know. It was like it was from a film. I look across. And fucking Jay with the damages in the audience, <laughs> wow. just there, like happened to be. Yeah. Like, it was in the, and I'm watching Jay with the damager while come clean. His play. head to Jay yeah, with yeah. the damager. It was mental. <laughs> after the um, after the Kane gig, I got to to pop backstage, yeah. and I'm sat there, and Kane's darting about, but I'm 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 sat in a room with DJ Ayoda and, and Biz Marquee, <laughs> yeah. and and Yoda had called me back because he's like, I know Biz, is, you know, come and, and meet him, and it was literally. 30 to 40 minutes of Biz playing a Yoda, rare acapellas and tracks, and going, have you got that? And Yoda going, no, I haven't got it. And just, just teasing him, because <laughs> his collection of rare shit is just really? insane. He had Doors acapellas, like like crazy stuff. Rare rap acapellas, but yeah. like acapellas of the Doors, of just all sorts of random stuff. Amazing collection, amazing. Yo, yeah. I mean, Yoda, we've got a, what, now you've mentioned Yoda. Yoda Live yeah. Yeah. is just insane man like yeah. it's one of the best things i've ever I had seen him down i've had him at my at my club night twice yeah um and one time it was a christmas special of, of yoda v's zane low and i don't know if you ever if you've ever seen zane live no he's a beast really it was beautiful that when we announced it there was loads of these little nerds being like not much of a battle is it blah yeah. blah and 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 yoda was even commenting going come down and see because this is <laughs> and and they both just tore out but zane isn't absolute beast I had no well. idea was, man yeah, really? He can really he's one of the few that I think he was an amazing host as well and yeah. still is obviously on, on Beats 1 and all that um, but can 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 destroy it in a club like really just yeah wow. tear it out I didn't know that did you know that Roman? I did I've seen him I saw him in uh, Notting Hill uh, what's that little club in the basement downstairs yeah, the yeah, Notting yeah, Hill yeah, Arts yeah, Club yeah, yeah. Mm. holy beast, shit yeah. you can DJ yeah, yeah. I didn't know you'd you'd seen him, Rumor. I just brought you in there, and it's turned out to be exactly the right time. Mm, Sitting yeah. there, just biding, you, waiting for your yeah, moment, weren't you? My Zane oh story. yeah, yeah. Sweet. Did you know that? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, Next. Uh, listen, Pip, we've gone way over. We it's the longest some. we've ever gone, so um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But first of all, what is there anything? Any albums that you listen to at the moment that you um, would recommend? I'm really liking. Again, I'm going to go pretentiously left field good, here but Young good. Fathers have had an amazing couple of years now yeah. I think it's one of the best kind of hip hop records they in fact I first saw them supporting Run The Jewels right. and they blew me away I've never had a support act blow me away in, in the way they did but um, Open Mike Eagle um, B Dolan and Sage Francis are both on my label and they're both people who I was, I've been a fan of for years so it's amazing to get them so, there, Sage so. Francis on your label I didn't yeah, know that yeah right. Sage Francis is amazing, right? It's ridiculous, yeah. He's so, so good. Yeah. So, yeah, there's tons of stuff like that. 
okay, that I'm, cool. I'm into right now. Um, and what are you up to at the moment? Um, I'm kind of I'm off from doing gigs, but I'm doing my podcast regularly, which the is the podcast podcast. If you want to check that out, I can't imagine there's anyone that's listening to this that isn't as it listens to Pip's podcast. But if you haven't, do it's incredible. Right, it's some, great. There's some good guests on there, but I'm also doing lots of stuff on the label, and I've just released um, a group called The King Blues, who are kind of a punk political act, but it choose the lead singer kind of raps as well, and it's. They, they, like they split up for four years and each ran off and did a solo stuff and worked in America a lot and it was great talking to him because he went out there because he kind of felt I kind of I rap on my songs and I don't know how to rap <laughs> essentially so, so he went to America to get tight as a rapper and get oh good so it's kind of it's, it's really cool hearing this comeback record where the bits where he, he, he goes into rapping I mean it's all kind of spoken yeah. rap sh- sh- shouted type stuff but the rapping's actually tight on it, and yeah, it's dope. So I'm I'm, I'm buzzing for, for that at the moment. It's all very political and angry. Yeah, Facebook have banned us from from boosting the video. I directed a video for him, and it involves um, I made these scarecrows with pigs' heads, and he smacks their heads off with a cricket bat. Obviously, <laughs> um, the song's all very political and about the yeah. government, and we wanted to do like because you know on Facebook if you post something, half the people don't. See it, and you can do a, a boosted post yeah, to pay yeah. for it. And we try to do that, and we're not allowed to pay for it to have extra so you, viewers. But you're allowed, said it's so you're allowed to have it on, but you can't boost it. Allowed to have it on, but can't can't boost it. And the reason I they cited was threatening language. So, so not because you can boost stuff that's got swear words yeah. and stuff like that, but threatening language, which I think is a testament to the power of the songwriter. Yeah, yeah. If, if he's written something that's threatening. But not because of its swearing; it's just yeah. anti-establishment. But yeah, it's called yeah, off, with the off with their heads. Off with their heads. It's obviously quite aggressive. And if you find a way of, you know, if there's any hackers that can boost it, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pip, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you, Rumage. It's been a delight. Bye, Rumage. Bye, bye. Nu bij Coolblue. 100 euro korting op de HP Spectre 2 in 1 laptop met Windows 10. Start je laptop nog sneller op dankzij de 1 terabyte SSD-schijf. Vandaag besteld op coolblue.nl, morgen gratis thuisbezorgd. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.